Welcome to the SBP Podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. You're listening to episode 150, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. This episode is a little different than the rest, but only in the sense that we have more than one guest, and this is going to be an ongoing discussion. I welcome you to the very first introduction to our new series, a bi-weekly panel discussion covering topics of interest affecting the filmmaking and the mobile filmmaking community jointly with the foundation in storytelling through film. This is a panel discussion with friends from this podcast that you've heard before and friends of ours and friends of yours. Fade Into Film discusses current events and news of interest to both communities with an effort to solidify a connection between them. And so I present you to our panelists. Hear the drum roll. Get ready, everybody. Our panelists are Levi Austin Morris, Joey Min, Ryan McDonald, Erica Taylor, and Jason Rivera. Oh, and myself, Susie Botello. I'll be the moderator and the host. We are Fade Into Film. I'm Susie Botello, and I'm the host of the SBP podcast and founder of the International Mobile Film Festival by S. Botello Productions. And I'm in San Diego, California. Uh, hi, my name is Ryan McDonald. I'm a writer, director, producer, actor. Um, for feature films and short films, and I am out of Ogden, Utah. Hi, I'm Levi Austin Morris, and I'm an actor, writer, director, and filmmaker in Los Angeles, California. I'm Erica E.T. Taylor, and I'm a visual storyteller, video producer, and mobile filmmaker from Houston, Texas. Hey, I'm Joey Min. I am the creative head for Art School Dropouts, uh, YouTuber, but also a filmmaker, and we are located in New Jersey. Hey, uh, let's start with you, Ryan. Ryan, uh, share with everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hi. I'm uh, my name is Ryan McDonald, and I am a uh, iPhone filmmaker. I've shot a feature film called Married and Loving It on the iPhone. I've also filmed a few other short films on the iPhone as well. Um, I'm an award-winning um, director, producer, actor. Um, and this is my, this is my passion. I love movies. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Levi. Yeah. Hi, I am Levi Austin Morris. I am located in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm a filmmaker. I've been shooting on the iPhone since 2014. I've done a number of short films and I recently completed a feature, uh, Paralysis, which is a horror film and it's in the festival circuit right now. So Yeah. Awesome. E.T.? All right. Yes, that's me, E.T. So I like to go by my initials, uh, my name, Erica Taylor, so my initials, E.T. Uh, I am a visual storyteller, a video producer, and a mobile filmmaker, which um, I ventured into with using my iPhone and was able to 
uh, submit my first short film for the International Mobile Film Fest. Um, so um, I produced videos for the company that I founded called Rebel Moon Creative in Houston, Texas. And uh, I also teach part-time. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you, E.T. Joey? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Joey Min. I am a filmmaker and the credit head for Art School Dropouts. Uh, We are on YouTube if you guys want to check us out. And yeah, we we do a lot of um, martial arts uh, comedy action films. So in the same vein of of, uh, Jackie Chan. And uh, we made a film that's kind of like our uh, Swede attempt, actually, to um, The Legend of Zorro. Uh, with with a with an iPhone, and I think that's how we found ourselves here. Uh, yeah, and uh, yep, please check us out on YouTube. Awesome, thank you. Um, all right, I wanted to uh, sort of welcome you guys to the very first introduction to uh, to this series. How's you guys? How are you all doing? Great, pretty good. Doing very well, thank you. Hot today. Uh, <laughs> it is hot. It yes. is like the hottest day on <laughs> the planet. God, yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, E.T., you remember when we were recording our podcast episode a couple of weeks ago, you guys over there in Texas were frying uh, in yeah. heat. Right. We've also been under excessive heat warnings. Uh, so with the heat and humidity, it can be uh, insane. Definitely. And I told you that we were going to we were going to get it over here in California and we just started how- getting it. How disappointing. <laughs> you can keep the heat, E.T. Oh, that sounds like paradise over there. Yeah, it, it's compared to uh, to Texas, and hopefully, I mean, we'll not all get sucked up into this for too too much longer. Um, hey, Ryan, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, um, recently I we just had our forty eight hour film festival here in in uh, so I'm in, in I'm in Utah uh, here in Salt Lake City. So you have from Friday night until Sunday night uh, to come to write, direct, and everything and edit um, a short film. So we did that. I have a team here that I've been working with for a couple of years, and um, and then they did a screening, and then. There's another evening where we, we where we they did the like the best of and we actually won best acting for that oh. as well. Yes, congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate awesome. it. And so I was I'm used to doing uh so my feature film, I do act in my feature film and it's kind of it's dramatic, but it's also like kind of my own comedy in a sense. I'm used to doing comedies, so uh with the team I was working with I thought we were going to be doing a comedy and then the night before they sent me the script and I I was really because it was a they sent me this just drama piece this dad who like his wife has passed away and I was I was kind of freaking out actually I was like I don't know how I'm going oh how I'm going to do this <laughs> I don't do drama yeah. I can do the I can do the anger stuff really well uh, but I can't do like the the uh, the sorrow and things like that like even just yeah. even just simply um, you know just normal chitter chatter kind of stuff like that is it feels so fake to me. Um, but, uh, but with the help of the, the people who were directing me and the crew, I, we pulled it off, I guess, cause we, we won. Uh, yeah. Congrats. So. Super. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And Ryan's got, um, uh, his, um, uh, married and loving it feature film 
was uh, in our film festival the same year Levi's film uh, was <laughs> in it. Not the feature, but um, the tea. It was called oh. Tea Party? Oh, it, w- it was dirt. No, <laughs> it was not about a tea party. Wasn't <laughs> um, it, it, it? Oh, it, so... Uh, was that the because co- mine was the COVID year? Was that was your was yeah. married and loving it during COVID? Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was called um, the T was Levi's and married and loving it was then. But see, um, uh, Levi and Ryan uh, met during our film festival last year because mm-hmm. uh, they were both there and Ryan and Brandy came and they taught a workshop um and that's that's how they met but we didn't show their whole film we showed the trailer you know for your film yeah but um yeah that was that's pretty awesome uh eric uh et what have you been up to lately uh lately well i just started my online class um so i'm teaching an introduction to mass communications um and then uh over the the weekend, I filmed a uh, '80s themed roller skating party. Um, so that I w- cannot roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds lovely. Out of fun. It's dangerous. Kept- <laughs> um, let's say uh, I want to say a, a few weeks ago, I filmed a, um, there was a a festival called Tokyo Night Fest. Um, in Houston, and so it goes on annually, uh, sort of sort of anime-themed festival, um, super cool, and so I was able to film that. I was a part of the festival's documentation team, and so able to get some good footage and uh, put, nice. some, put some content together, and a lot of my content was uh, used on their Instagram, so I excellent, thought that was excellent. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, congrats. Thank you. So, um, now just uh, uh, making sure I'm staying on top of my uh, online class. And uh, the cool thing is I'm, uh, the fall I'm scheduled to, to, to teach a video production class. So um, so if I knock on your doors about uh, making a, a guest appearance <laughs> uh, through Zoom, you know, just know that's that's me. You'll be talking to students. Nice. She expects us all to say yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'll dress myself up a little bit more than I am now. Yeah. <laughs> um, E.T., you said you're teaching mass media right now? Mass communications. Oh, yep. Mass communications. Yeah. So is that like journalism stuff or? So it's like a survey class so where we go over... Um, um, kind of each major industry, so from digital media, social media, audio or sound, or let's say music industry. Um, we also go over television, uh, movies, um, streaming and broadcast. Um, and then we'll, we'll also get into journalism, uh, social, legal issues or topics. Um, what else? We'll talk about print, books. Uh, so kind of hitting on the uh, major media industries um, from uh, from start to finish. And uh, yeah. we'll do a lot of discussing, reflecting, um, and just kind of seeing where, kind of connecting what's happening as a current and connecting that to a lot of um, past 
things in the in the different uh, media fields. Hmm. The, the reason I bring that up is because my major was in media communications and it just sounds like almost identical to that. Uh, yeah. And it was, yeah, and I was doing that during September 11th, which is what gave me the vision of mobile filmmaking at the same okay. time. Because like you, you said, you're connecting the past all the way through to the present. And I was actually taking a media history class on that day. Wow. <laughs> and wow. so everything just connected. It's kind of a trip. Yeah. Well, I can spark uh, the same thing with my family. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, Joey, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, we, we've been pretty busy. We were, like, working on a lot of other people's uh, stuff for the past uh, half a year. And we've been actually working on our second feature film. And I guess, yeah, like I'm trying to clear off our plate so we could kind of get back on track with doing our own stuff. You know, got to work, right? You, gotta, you gotta also find money won somewhere. something that had to do with HBO, right? Just recently? Yeah. Uh, so about like uh, six months ago, like during November, um, HBO had a, um, their yearly uh, UAS um, uh film festival like it up in new york and it's uh, it's really for like action films and stuff like that and uh mm. since it was their first time back having a physical um film festival since the, during the covid years they kind of just went digital for for a bit uh we we came in and we kind of like submitted our like you know three four years worth of stuff um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know we just kind of I, I guess we just kind of shotgun our our stuff there and uh, we were uh, we we won a bit, and then it it almost kind of looked like, you know, this was it was rigged, and I was like, I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. why why um, so oh, okay, so just just so everybody knows, um, your your film the stuff that you do for your YouTube channel is a lot of live action, right? Yeah, it's um, a very, our our style is kind of like you know in the in the same vein as Jackie Chan, so it's it's supposed to feel like kind of an eighties nineties style of comedic martial arts action films, but we are you know obviously trying to modernize it, you know, and it's kind of like the question that we have is like if um you know would 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 Jackie like with the style of of like you know the very um, I, I guess martial arts action films kind of like Jackie Chan would he, would he still be big now if he was still in his prime mm. right like that idea and I know that's kind of a weird question since you know he's the one that kind of started a lot of um, that that style of physical action you know mm. I, I think you know like it's kind of like slapstick kind of but you know if you think about it uh, I guess it's like it paved the way for something like you know uh, Mission Impossible what what yeah. uh um, you know, with the or everything Trump everywhere all at once. Oh yeah, yeah, like, you know, the, there's yeah, of course, yeah. right. And uh, so you know, obviously, that is kind of, you know, I, I think it's maybe it's it's fresh now for the, the younger people since they didn't grow up in that um, era of of uh, cinema. So you know, mm -hmm. but you know, we're I, I'm I'm somewhat of an old head, and uh, so it's I've I have like a couple of people on my team that are are younger. But, you know, they did grow up with that type of um, cinema at home because of their parents or whatnot. So I'm, I'm trying to keep this thing alive, I guess. <laughs> it's it's really um, I 
you know, when when you were in our podcast episodes uh, before, um, and I'm going to include those in the notes for people to get to know each one of you, um, you know, so that they can we they can go in into your your background a little bit through our podcast. But um, we were talking about that because um, I remember, especially on the first one, we were talking about how you how important it is to the film industry and to the current. Uh, filmmakers mm-hmm. to keep that alive uh, in the you know the the Asian uh, filmmaking style of live action and comedy and everything. Yeah, right? it, it is it is kind of weird though in, in in the I guess in the landscape of what we do like at least in the genre like how um, now that I since since it's not just Hong Kong in in China that actually did that whole or that had the movie presence. It's now it's like you know all of China and there's a lot of there's many places now that uh, that I guess China has has evolved in in terms of um, filmmaking within like their like their community. So now even like the most remote areas, there's people like doing filmmaking now, right? So the stories are much more diverse and whatnot. But obviously how. China like lets only you know like certain amount of movies like internationally into their borders per year. You know it's 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 a weird thing, but it's kind of different now, right? Like now that the power is like uh, it's not just in Hong Kong, it's not just centralized. Like you know everyone makes movies now, and it's a big big place, right? So um, it's seeing the the I guess the influence uh, of of like old school you know, like 80s, 90s, uh, the golden era, Hong Kong action filmmaking, how it's uh, dispersed throughout the world, really, you know? So it, it's just kind of cool to see it. It's just that, you know, obviously our style is very, like, I, I guess, I, I guess in a way we, we do have our own um, iconic, like, imagery when we do our films and, you know, just trying to bring yeah. it to the modern modern take, you know? Well, you do have the, the the YouTube style too. Yeah, it's which is kind of funny. I thought I would definitely dislike it, you know, being a filmmaker on YouTube. But after a while, I, I think being a filmmaker on YouTube really does have its uh, benefits. You know, it teaches you. I, I think, which would be my my byline that you were asking me earlier. I think mm-hmm. one of the things I definitely developed is discipline over inspiration. Right, like, wow. I, yeah, and um. And being on YouTube, and when we when we developed a uh, like kind of a, a deadline for ourselves uh, before, and we were you know we've been at it for like you know a while, and um, trying to hit those deadlines just to make something really taught us one like uh, the the me- mechanically how we should um, do our filmmaking style right and by doing that like every week when we were like you know having a deadline we became a much more efficient and better group in, in doing what we're doing which helped our I guess like the standards of our filmmaking get better like you know better and better even if it's a little tiny steps but we hammered that home simply because we did it out of repetition and I think that's like a really good uh, thing for filmmakers to do. that's why you know the idea of, of like mobile filmmaking, you know, like um, it, it's a uh, it's it's good thing to practice it, you know, even just yeah. for a little bit. And I think there's a lot of uh, filmmakers out there that like they I guess they're when they're inspired to work and they make something and but they, you know, um, 
they would be better if they were like able to practice on their craft like over yeah. and over again, right? It doesn't really matter if you make like a feature film or or like a, a 30 second, like, I don't know, like vlog or something, right? But it, it's still practice. And that's kind of one of the things that we um, promote on our channel is like the idea of like, uh, we have this thing called like no cameraman filmmaking, just so as a, you know, as a, as a director or whatever like that, like you, you can uh, conceptualize your, your angles, your shot progression, you know, blocking even, you know, and you could practice that by yourself, right? And that's, I guess, that's yes. one of the things. That's really cool. I love yeah. this. And we do yeah, like fight scenes, so it's kind of like way harder to with like just a phone and you know planning the shots when I'm doing it, but makes it faster, makes it easier. Um, it, it you know, it's not it's not so that you become formulaic. It's more of the knowing that oh, okay so this is what this angle would look like and yeah. i already know it had you know it's a, in the rolodex of shots in the back of my head so at least i can um i i can storyboard faster or something something like that yeah so, and know, visualize yeah. Uh, i was a part of a sketch comedy group for years and we shot all of our sketches on our phones so i have that from 2014 until like 2017 and we shot I don't know how many sketches, but <laughs> way too many sketches. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. But but I I was usually the cameraman because I was the most comfortable shooting with a phone because I had previous experience with it, um, and so uh, that is I will say one of the the key things that sort of. Uh, you know that it was like trial by fire you know mm -hmm. you 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 learn as you go and yes. you figure out uh what you can do and cool like cool things that you can do that you can't do with another camera right so, yeah um, definitely and, yeah, and there's there's a lot of flexibility yeah. yeah and then the thing is to also i think being on youtube you know it also kind of exposes you to criticism right and i think that's yeah. one way for you to evolve yourself also as a as an artist on um in the public eye is like how you take that, right? Like how yeah. uh, if somebody, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to be happy when somebody compliments you. Like, oh my God, it's really awesome. But what about those, those criticism that actually do mean something, right? That are, yeah. that are not, you know, that are negative, like inherently because like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't do that with my film and this person's right. And, you know, it, it really, you could, you could really check your ego at the door realizing like, yeah, there's more to, for me to work on, you know? And I think that's a good thing. Yeah process versus product yes. that's what i was taught yes. and that's sort of how i live my life like every single project that i do is a step a stepping stone uh to improve as an artist right, so right yeah it's awesome like yeah. i love it love it love it, love it. Man, that is yeah go ahead et i don't know i'm i'm just writing this down these are really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's one of the things because all of you, uh, Ryan, uh, Joey, Levi, Eric, uh, E.T., <laughs> you all have that in common where you've, uh, because of what you do in film and video, um, you've developed a team. You've developed your family that works mm -hmm. together. And it's through that process like Joey, like what you were saying about just you just keep at it and as you're practicing and you're doing things together it just it just helps with the bonding um you know ryan has been uh acting in films and making films for a long time I, i'm still surprised when you share something and how good it is you know uh, no 
I don't want to sound like <laughs> that sounds horrible. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's just it's really good. I mean, I remember uh, over Christmas time, Ryan, you made that skid, that skit, not skid. Uh-huh. <laughs> that skid. <my. laughs> you about the skating skill with. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you made that skit uh, with your with the other actor about knocking on the door and the, the woman answering and oh, yeah. you know that one. The that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel free to. <laughs> oh no, the, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, the Carolers. Yeah, that was a. Uh, we did that a couple years ago, um, but uh, that was another scenario. I, somehow, I found myself into acting. I, I think it was because back in the day when I was so I, so I started getting into film. I was I'm, I'm fortunate enough to to have the idea that I wanted to do this back when I was a kid. Um, so all through high school and. I, I, I already knew what, what I wanted to do as, as far as being a filmmaker and and when I was making those like high school videos and whatnot like you you need somebody to be in the video and and so you kind of just throw yourself in there eventually I started more just directing and not being the actor but then eventually people started asking me to act in their stuff and that's kind of how I ended up in the carolers was I, I guess people thought that I was a good actor I I'm still kind of in disbelief by it but Apparently, I, I do a decent job, so. Oh, yeah. Well, you just want that actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still scratching my head on that one, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I will happened. say the best uh, the best artists still have imposter syndrome. Nicole Kidman has talked about it in hmm. interviews that she feels like she's going to get fired at the end of every single project. Oh, at okay. the beginning of every yeah. single project. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, like, embrace that, like, if people see something in you, then, then you're right, you know? Like, you bring something that they need or that they want. So. Yeah. No, that's great. I think that's yeah. pretty, yeah, right? That's pretty common, you know, the whole imposter syndrome. Because I, yeah. I know I feel it. I don't know. Yeah. Because I think everybody has their own idea of what uh, success is. And I know I'm not, I know I haven't reached what I think I where, where I want to be, right? So everything that yeah. I do, it's like, oh, man, this is terrible. <laughs> that's usually what my it's, yeah yeah it's just really interesting because when I'm directing like I feel very opposite like I'm so cocky about it and sure. I'm like I'm like that was just like this movie or that was um you know that, that that's the Michael Mann stuff right there like and I feel <laughs> and but when I'm acting they'll say cut and I'll walk off and I have to check with so my wife uh, Brandy she's a filmmaker mm-hmm. as well and I'll even on this last project I'm, I'm I walk up to her and she's like that was really good I'm like are you serious because it feels so fake to me but when I'm shooting mm-hmm. something it's completely different and we were talking about the, like the YouTube comments and um, when I went through uh, film school some of the art classes I took we were told by our professors like hey like you know we're gonna we're gonna create art and then we're going to sit here and critique it together and if you yeah. cannot handle the critique then you need to uh, like reevaluate whether or not you want to be an artist and so you know some of the times so i guess for me my skin is a little bit thicker on that when when i i've been called adult i've been called um different things on online i i just kind of brush it off oh, yeah. however but if i was but when i'm acting i'm like really that's like my most insecure but when i'm directing <laughs> for me it's like but, i mean I'm, i think I'm i think solid. it's similar oh go ahead sorry no i'm done oh i was just gonna say it's similar for me though too like i i i actually was a theater major in 
uh, college, I was both directing and performance major. And, um, I always felt more confident directing just because at that point you get to, it's like you're playing with the puppets, you know? And I mean that in the most respectful Mm -hmm. way toward the actors. Um, but there's a vulnerability when it's you, like there's, it's more personal because, because it has to come from you. You're the channel, uh, you're the emotional journey that people have to follow. So it is, it is uh, like, I think they're both incredibly vulnerable because as a director, I like Susie and E.T. can speak to this uh, during the film festival when my movie was playing. I was standing in the back because I could not handle the anxiety. Um, but like, but it's it's different when you are performing. I feel like it's it's it, it does feel more vulnerable. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Also, it's that the 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 make or break uh, part of the this industry that we're all in, which is mm-hmm. you know that vulnerability. Right. And that that, you know, the the imposter syndrome, that's kind of what pushes you, mm-hmm. you know, whether if 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 you don't feel the push to keep trying and do better, then you feel the break, which is I can't handle this. I'm not doing this again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, yeah, that's, I think it's very apparent to like a lot of YouTubers too, like um, because I, I guess we don't really. Well, I don't really consider myself as a YouTuber. I, I, it, it's it's a it's a way to you know it's like it's a just a platform. Yeah, it's a platform yeah. for for to share your work. Yeah, films, right? But even though the way that we actually still go about about it, it's still um, you know very YouTube like since you know we're, we put up vlogs and usually like you know we have this unifying pillars of what art school dropouts is. So anything that we put on our YouTube, it has to do something with, you know, us, like it's about our, our filmmaking journey or our actual films, short films, web series, whatever. But yeah, like, um, I realize, you know, with, with people like, you know, commenting and, and if they say something like, uh, fortunately enough, there isn't a lot, but you know, there are people that say, you know, very mean things, but it, I realize it doesn't affect me. Cause like, I am my worst enemy. Like they, nobody can mm-hmm. say anything meaner than yeah. what I've been saying to myself. Yeah. I'm like, yes. you know. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, this is, this film is terrible." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, uh, you're right." <laughs> like, Feel the same way. Feel the same way. Some people will be like, "Oh, this is the the, the shot sucks." And it's like I know it sucks. I I did it. And yeah. I, so, yeah. Like, so, I have to live and with I it. thought it when I shot yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, yeah. And I've been dreading it ever since I did it. Like, yeah. why did I change this? <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I cut 15 minutes of my film from the first cut to the uh to the one that's out there. Um, and and most of it was things that I was like in the back of my mind. I was like, I don't know if this is working. And so it was sort of like that. Like, I'm just gonna cut it, and and it works. It works better now that it's gone. So but that's what yeah. I think that's what the thing is, right? Like I, that is like a very good tool or you know for us as as directors cuz like we have to be okay with cutting stuff out. Like we have yeah. to be our our worst critic, I think. Yes. You know. It's like That's But like That's true, but see and and that's what everybody goes through like you were talking about Nicole Kidman. Mhm. With yeah. every project, she says uh, she says that she has this imposter syndrome, and uh, and she is like, they're going to fire me, or or she'll suggest different actors um, to the director before they start shooting, um, and and yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing that somebody like Nicole Kidman still feels that way. I know, so, right? yeah, crazy. I I think that's awesome, and that's also really inspiring for you know listeners who yeah. are looking to maybe try this or have been sitting on something for a long time just waiting for that go ahead um that no one's going to give you uh, unless you do it yourself you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's up to you to push yourself that way and to know that 
successful people that have accomplished things, you know, they feel the same way. So just go for it. Right. And I think that's why uh, the whole idea of mobile filmmaking, right? Like it's that like, you know, not everybody would have access to like going to NYU or something like that. And you have like an Ari or whatever, you know, like, but it's as long as you're able to tell your story, right? Like, I mean, it's, I, I think maybe now, uh, with with all of the very high big budget type of films that are have becoming, if you think about it, like you know it's a format every year now, right? It's, it's a, a template. Yeah, right. Like maybe the formula has become a template. Yeah, exactly. So so maybe this time around, like you know, like it's it's like it's a new um, I don't know, like like a film nouveau, right? With like filming with with a phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's maybe it's not the it's not the way or how you execute making your film but maybe the message right and i think that's a very mm-hmm. powerful tool you know a phone to make your movies it definitely gives you the the ability to explore especially like anything new mm-hmm. you know it's like well it hasn't been done before it's not super established or anything like that which is why these formulas and templates happen the problem with those is yes they help filmmakers you know but what happens is the viewers you know you're also teaching the viewers what the template is <laughs> because mm-hmm. you're repeating it back and forth with every single film and they are onto it and um they they walk away from it going yeah i already knew everything that was going to happen and you know that that this would lead into that and it takes away the the oomph you know what i mean from from each film I and it hurts the story well, I, I just think there's, I think there's too many, um, like too big, grandiose ideas of films nowadays. Like I kind of miss the idea of having like a, a small town, like idea of a film, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything is always has to be like sweeping vistas, you know, everything always has yeah. to be like, the, like the end of the world type of thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we could take it down a little bit, like make it an intimate yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's a different feeling when it comes to those type of films, yeah. and I think that's what I I miss during like you know the uh, early two thousand type of films, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We haven't had a Shawshank in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, like we're. I was gonna say something like just, more like, oh, we haven't had like a Legally Blonde, <laughs> like something. Like, well, yeah, but I just something where it's just kind of. Well, I was saying like Shawshank because there's no uh, there's no sequel. And with Legally Blind, there is, but just the idea yeah, that it's kind of like one movie, it's, you know, front to back, boom, that's it. There's nothing else, yeah. you know, outside of that. But you know why that happens? That happens because the executives want mm-hmm. their, and the investors want the return on their investment. Well, yeah. And those have been proven to make some sort of profit for them. And then it becomes this, this machine of profit making and nothing else will get through those doors because they're not seen that way and the investors say no we want this one this is the profit maker yeah i mean you know the 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 executives now aren't really filmmakers right they're not the artists so they wouldn't understand they're all business i don't think they've ever been yeah i was was gonna say (laughs) i don't think they ever i mean you know it's it's easy to point the point finger at the at those guys but Mm. at the same time there's also the audience who goes and sees it too yeah you know it's like um when they were making the back when it was like steve martin was like on his third um pink panther movie i'm like what what would what are they doing here but apparently there's people seeing it um so 
you know, it's it's also I think that's where we're at now, where they're noticing these movies. Like the last couple of movies I saw in theater, The Flash and Indy and Jones Five, I thought were amazing, but they're flopping. Mm. And I think that it's part of that is that like you know the audiences, uh, we've been cheated so many times, and we've we have paid for movies that we shouldn't have seen. Um, yeah, and they're finally maybe you know discovering that. But hopefully. but if they're a good one, and it, it like not flop because like I know. I, I know I like the, the Shazam movie, the second movie. And I, I mean, people seem to dislike it. And apparently it was like a, it's like a flop. But I, I thought it was like kind of adorable. Like the film, you well, know. Well, we're talking about special um, uh, theme uh, genres right there. You know, where they have a specific audience that will go right into that. And they're the same ones that will criticize it. Not so much because of the film, but they criticize it for little things because they they geek out on the on the movie before they even watch it. You know, mm. there's a history to the characters, right? Mm. Uh, like Superman, and look what happened um, with the new Lord of the Rings, right? It had a following for I don't know how many years now, but um, then that one came out, and everybody was so used to these particular characters. And they were criticizing it a lot, you know, where they couldn't see it as a new thing in itself. But is it that because, like, the source material has been on other things besides film? Like, you know, there isn't really a an, an, an original, like... Like comics and things, you mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, what's yeah. the last original thing that's been on, like, on the, in the movies, right? Like, that's right. just made from the movies itself, right? Like... I'm looking at it. I have a book on Tenet, so I'm like looking right at it. But um, yeah, that's so what I was thinking say, too. Right? But it's like, yeah, it's like the most like mind blowing movie, and everybody's like, oh, you can't hear the dialogue. <laughs> it's like, what Chris Nolan movie have we been able to hear the dialogue? Right? I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer, and I'm I'm already <laughs> expecting that I probably won't be able to hear the dialogue because somebody's wearing a mask <laughs> or a nasal spray or something like that. There, there's gonna be something in the way. <laughs> I love the dialogue. <laughs> I love Tenet. Like that proves a lot of things, man. I, I love Tenet. Yeah, I, I liked it too because again, it was so unique um on it as well. And it forces you to think. And that's the thing that those other movies don't do enough. It's it's show. It's a big show. You know what I mean? Like mm. um so back in the eighties, you know, there were these home theaters that people could buy, right? Mm-hmm. And you could sit at home and you'd have the surround sound, you know, you'd, you'd spend thousands of dollars on this. And then why would you go to the movie, you know, um, after that? And I think that also plays into the whole thing that's happening with the home box office. It's like people will only go and spend the $300, <laughs> you know, on tickets and dinner and taking the family out. If it's a big show like that, like, yes, it's worth the big screen and the big sound. Does anybody remember, like, like, Circuit City? You'd walk into, like, Circuit City and they'd have these, like, surround sound rooms. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they start, close start the doors and they're like, sit down. That's part of the sale, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to admit, I'm one of those people that made, like, my basement into, like, a home theater kind of thing. So Yeah. 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 Well, you should see the speakers here, but you know, I have a. I try to justify it as a reason. It has nothing to do with the music. It's like, well, you know, I'm watching films for our film festival. We've got to give them the best shot 
you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm watching them. Uh, E.T., do you have anything uh, that we, I, I feel like, <laughs> like we left you out of the conversation here? Oh, no. Um, no, I, I think that was, I don't think I have anything to add. You know, really, I think I need to take Do you go to the theaters a lot or? Um, I haven't been lately. I've been wanting, though. I think I'm going to try to go this weekend. So the movie The Blackening is out. Um, which oh, is like yes. Film. yes yeah um, that looks funny as hell I, you've seen it already no no not yet I, I was gonna watch it like next week actually yeah i've heard it's already on like the uh, prime and things like that but i want to see it on a big screen first yes yes, yes. yeah so yeah so all right so uh i think this is uh a good introduction to our friends. Uh, well, uh, that, um, uh, Susie, I apologize. Do we get Levi's uh, introduction? The, I don't think we did. Oh, oh you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I think I went from Ryan to Levi, but then I thought, well, maybe I'm just so into this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Levi, what have you been up to? Uh, hey, I have been uh, in various film festivals with my... Um, Feature film Paralysis. Uh, we just were in a festival, the Horror Show Fest in Italy, and we won Best Mobile Feature, so that's Woo-hoo. really cool. Um, and I will be traveling to Chicago in August uh, for another festival. Um, so, yeah, and I'm writing uh, my, my next feature, which is a uh, dark comedy about minnesota moms and wives who want their independence back so they start killing their husbands um and so, so that that one's gonna be a lot of fun and i will be pl- it, it's it is yeah wives um, killing be, their husbands yes that's gonna be a blast yeah, it, it is it's gonna be a lot of fun um and i'm gonna play one of the minnesota wives and we're not gonna discuss the fact that i am a man in a dress so my on it our first film actually it's it's on prime is me in in uh as a as an old asian lady and that's the yes. whole class <laughs> that's the whole point of the entire film it's like i love that oh my god that's awesome what is it called oh, I, I, need to look it up. I did see a little bit about that a, a, a teaser or something oh like it, that, it's a Jimmy. terrible film like you guys could watch it for free on our <laughs> channel honestly <laughs> <laughs> i'm <laughs> so but it's it's on it's on prime but, it's on tubi you know like it's okay it's silly well, going oh. back to our earlier conversation, you said it's a terrible film, but it was a learning experience <laughs> as an artist. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's how you become experts. It's through yeah. experience. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah see, it's put a, that it's on. A put thing. that on a shirt, Susie. I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got to make a shirt now. It's too yeah. hot to be making shirts. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty awesome. But um, I also want to point out, Levi, your film won best best feature film. Yes. Uh, not only in my film festival, though. Ooh. Oh, what do you mean? Now well, I'm confused. Well, you won. You won. Um, didn't you just win one? Yeah. The, I, yeah, I said that. The Horror Show Fest, the yeah. one in uh, Italy, we just won. And then, yeah, and we won with you, which was really cool. And I appreciate and thank you so much. It, um, wasn't, it wasn't my idea. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> Thank you to the judges. Um. Yeah, no, it was so it was so cool that that you won in our film festival and yeah. that you were able to attend. 
You know? well, I thought it, my favorite, as, I mean, I've said, I said this on the podcast already with you, yeah. but, uh, having now seen my film with, uh, we've been in, or we've been accepted into six festivals. I've been able to attend three of them. Nice. Um, my favorite thing is experiencing it with an audience and, and feeling the, the energy in the room. Mm. Um, and, and I will say my favorite experience was your festival because of how lively the audience was. Um, uh-huh. so, so thanks ET. Cause you were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely was an intimate experience. Yeah. It was everyone. really fun. And it yeah. was the last film of the night. Yeah. You know, but man, it was, it was, so, you know, you'll have to, you'll have to, um, as soon as it's available for streaming on Netflix, <laughs> I'm still pushing for that. Yeah, I love that you're pushing for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as it's available, or or who knows, maybe it'll have a film, fa- um, a theater, a block. Uh, I can't even talk right now. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, a theater run? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a theatrical run? There you go. Something like that. Right, Joey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you'll have to let us know so that uh, yeah. we can invite everyone to go and see it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we were just going to do a, a tiny little introduction for our listeners, but um, I think the conversation turned out so well. Uh, it's going to be a full episode. Uh, we missed... Um, Jason Rivera uh, in this episode, he had a, a little bit of a of a family emergency to take care of, but uh, he will be back uh, for our next episode. Uh, and so, just tune in for the next one. I want to, I want to, I want you all to give yourselves uh, a big hand! Yay! <laughs> Thank you. We we have now achieved. Our first episode of Fade Into Film. Say goodbye to our listeners, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. See you next time. Or not see you, but next time. <laughs> <laughs> hear you next time. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs>